Well, Jay, thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me. You're enjoying your experience so far on Great Keppel Island? I mean, when do you get to come to, you know, <laughs> paradise basically and perform and then, you know, base, you can sit in the sand and drink and watch the show. You can sit at the bar. You can sit on the grass. You can sit on a bale of hay. I don't know when you get to be that relaxed at a show. And I, I have a feeling that you're someone who loves the beach. So this would probably be the perfect location and backdrop for you. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? Um, I, I made a decision many years ago just to be grateful for the little things because I think we forget about those you know that they do a lot for us for our soul for how we feel and everything like that um so just quickly I when I went to Afghanistan in 2014 we went into Kandahar and there is um a little section of grass in the middle of the desert and that's where we perform so we perform on this little timber stage that has a tree growing out of the middle of it so you play around that basically and um Everybody, it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. They walk in, they sit down and they take off their boots and they're sitting on the grass and they put their toes in the grass. And I just went, wow, we take that so for granted at home, having grass or the beach or the ocean. And I always have made a conscious effort to just, I'll walk around barefoot. Yeah. Happy to. And especially when you look at where we are, we're in <laughs> literally paradise. So, yeah, the beach was just magnificent this morning. And I think it is a, a change to see everyone in, in either barefoot yeah. or, or thongs. <laughs> Other than their country boots. <laughs> <laughs> now, you have actually, you're on tour at the moment. So yep. this has been one of uh, many stops that you've been playing. Yep. So you're on your Do It Right tour. Yes. Uh, promoting the, the latest single. Yep. How's the, how's the tour and how's been back on the road been it has been so good it's been good oh my gosh it's been what six months or if not a little bit more I think a lot of people have stopped counting yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) I don't know why I'm still counting but yeah it's uh it's been really really nice the kickoff was um Friday night in Townsville and that was my first band show for the year and my last one, um, thanks COVID. Uh, but you know what? It, it was so nice. We sold out the show, even though it was a small capacity of people because of COVID. It's been really nice just to have people come out and, uh, you know, just say, wow, thanks. Even just seeing live music um, and being able to go out and be social and get out of the house, you know, for me personally, is a cool thing, but they've loved it as well, and that's been really nice. And they like the new song, which is a bonus. <laughs> yeah, and congratulations on the new song, by the way. I was uh, I had the chance to listen to it on the car trip, uh, <laughs> driving from from where I live up to to Rockhampton and then on to Yapoon. And uh, yeah, I think it's just it's awesome. Tell me a little bit more about this one. Thank you. It's um. This one was, I took the idea to some friends of mine in Nashville last year, back when we were allowed to internationally travel. And I just, they said to me, this is a really dark song, Jade. Are you sure you want to write this? And I thought, you know what, guys? Yes, I do. Because I know I want to put an empowerment spin on it and I want to put a positive spin on it. And I know how we can do that. And as I started explaining it, obviously my deep dark song was, you know, uh, here's a little piece of advice. When you're breaking my heart, do it right. They're like, it's really doom and gloom. <laughs> you know, do you really want to go down this road? And I thought, you know what? Everyone um, comes to a point in their life, whether it's a breakup of a friendship, a relationship, a business deal, and you know you just have to sever ties. You just have to sever that relationship and say, look, um, let's get this done. You know, let's let's do – we're going to break up. Let's do it properly. 
get over and done with so I can walk away with confidence and know that I can get back on my feet again because it's when somebody strings you along or they hold on to you for that little bit and they don't fully let you go or you don't fully let go and you just continually go through this cycle all over again of feeling like crap and then coming back out the other side thinking, no, I can do this again. No, 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 I'm back in because they messaged me or I got a phone call and you're just like, let me go or let me let go and you just want to be done and that was what it was about. It was just let's get this done, I'm going to walk away and then I'm going to pick myself back up and I'm just going to be fine. And I think that would be a song that many people wouldn't realise they need but when they listen to the lyrics and they know the meaning behind it, they're like, that's a song that's a song that I can relate to. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, it's it's it is one of those things, you know. I I don't even think I realized it until I was finished writing it with um Bruce and Messi and we sat there and went, "Oh, that's the meaning of what we were doing here. We were trying to I mean, you know, always when you're songwriting you're trying to get what you're feeling inside out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's always a hard thing, you know. Uh, especially for myself, I find myself talking in riddles sometimes and I'm not actually saying what I'm wanting to say. And I just I think I personally sat there and went, "Yes, we were just trying to say, let's be done with this." And we are all going to be okay at the end of it. It's going to be okay. But we need to sever that to be okay there. And I think that also lends into delving into the mental health side of things. And I I know that's something that you're quite passionate about. You were an ambassador for for that cause just recently. Yeah, yeah. They asked me probably, I think it would have been at the beginning of COVID. Um, And it's kind of random because on my uh, Facebook page, I said at the very beginning of COVID, I just put a little note out there that said, now is the biggest time and the most important time to be asking anybody and everybody, are you okay? Because, you know, it was about to get really scary. You know, and it did. And when they asked me if I wanted to be the ambassador for the Mental Awareness Foundation, I jumped at it because I personally didn't know how much mental health affected me until I really sat down and looked at it. Um, My brother lost his best friend to suicide, which is horrible, and that was many years ago. Uh, I know as well my dad, um, it probably would have been about five years ago, if you looked at my dad, he looks like a big scary biker. No word of a lie. He's got the big handlebar moustache, you know, and he's got this big beer belly and he wears a leather cut even though there's nothing on it. <laughs> you know, he reminds me of the guys from Wild Hogs, that movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> like yes, the dads. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and when you talk to him, he's a big teddy bear, but he's always been the rock of our family. And then, you know, for him to tell me many years ago, I was kind of, you know, struggling through something and he said, why don't you go and ask for some professional help? And I said, oh, I'm a bit too cool for that, Dad, you know, and he said, I did. And I, it yeah, stopped wow. me in my tracks and I thought someone so big and manly and strong, you know, to, for him to let his guard down and to be able to say to me of all th- people, his daughter, hey, I sought help and it really helped me and I think you should do the same thing. I just went, wow, like what an all new found respect I had for my dad. You know, not that I didn't respect him before, but holy crap. You know, and yeah. he was that still that big rock, but I even just saw so much more in him at that point in time because I never thought my dad would ever have a, a down moment in a sense. And um, I think we all think our parents are superheroes, you know, and then I realised, well, you're a human too, you know, and it was just such a big empowering thing for us both at that point in time. And I did. I went and sought help. And when the Mental Awareness Foundation approached me, I said, hell yes, I want to do this. I want to be there and I want to do what I can. And I think that's going to become so much more important as we continue on because at the moment, 
things have eased and, and as they keep calling it, this new normal that we're mm-hmm. sort of living in and, and things are slowly getting back to some kind of normalcy, but I, I think there's going to be the after effects yep. that will remain for quite some time and, and mental health and just even emotional health mm-hmm. for people. It, it's going to be tricky. Absolutely. Look, it's not something that just, you know, oh, it's a good day today. It just leaves you. No, it doesn't. It's with you, you know, um, but it's how you work with it. Um, to kind of overcome it in a sense. Um, sometimes you don't even overcome it. You you grow with it, you know, and you it's like technology. We move with the times. Um, but it is always going to be something that sticks around and it's just um, how we decide to, to work with it, you know. And do you think with music, I mean, I've, I've had this conversation with, with a lot of people recently that music's been kind of a saviour for a lot of people in these last few months, yep. being able to turn to, you know, their favourite CD or a favourite song that just puts them in a better mood than what they were in. Do you think it's going to become part of the role as a, a singer-songwriter to push that message that it's okay to talk about mental health? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I, I know during the middle of COVID, I sat down and just wrote my emotions. People will never hear those songs, but, you know, um, I think music is one of the most spectacular things in the world. It is healing. It has the power to bring people together. It has the power to make or break you. I personally found that, you know, you hear a sad song and you go, oh, wow, here I go. <laughs> you know, but Waterworks. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly <laughs> right. You're feeling all those feels. But I think um, music and COVID is, I think they, in a sense, it goes hand in hand. Um, it's therapy for artists. I think it is um, going to help people heal. It's going to help people escape. You know, I think, um, you know, we're, we're very lucky as musicians to be able to do what we do and to, you know, now that we're coming out of COVID, to be able to start and do it live um, is an even better thing. And again, music is healing. It's bringing people out of their homes when we're allowed to and we're all coming together to be kind of united as one um, to get past this, you know. So I think they, they go hand in hand, um, unfortunately and fortunately. <laughs> yeah, and I think it, it also makes it... When, when people start talking about these issues and making it something that's not taboo to talk about, mm-hmm. people become a lot more open and, and able to talk about their feelings. And yeah. I, think, I think if uh, it's pushed in music as well, it makes it, oh, it's okay to talk about it. It's acceptable. Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. 100%. Musicians kind of telling their stories, you know, because it's very personal for us. Uh, and to be able to get that out there and, and you're 100% on the money, you know, it allows people to go, I can talk about this. It's okay. It's not it's not bad and I'm comfortable as well because you know that's what music does. It it allows you to bring out your own, own emotions and not feel like a weirdo, you know, yeah. or, or not feel strange for being the emotional one at a show. Like I know that I've sat at a show before and I've bawled my eyes out and nobody else is crying <laughs> and I'm thinking what's wrong with me? But that's the power of music and it's, we're it's allowed to do that. It's hit a chord with you. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that is the the beauty of of music and I mean, for those that uh, may not have known your story of getting into the music industry, where did your music journey start? Oh, <laughs> let's let's go. Gold. Let's wind wind back a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mum's <laughs> listening to this, so this is funny. So, um, I was eleven years old, and I went to an open mic night, and I saw my friend Shendel Tassoni. She was my my rock. She was my starting point. She was playing. And I literally said to mum, I pointed at her and I said, mum, I want to do that. And my mum went, holy crap, you can't sing. (laughs) I'm not kidding. And I went, 
we're going to have to figure out how to do it because that's what I'm going to do. And mum and dad went, okay, well, we live in the bush in the middle of nowhere. Um, we had just bought one of the first computers, the, you know, IBM, whatever they were. Oh, yes, yes. The very first computer. And mum thought, okay, we have a radio and we have a computer. So they bought me a right-handed guitar even though I'm left-handed. Because um, right. they didn't know. Mum and dad aren't into music. <laughs> they love to listen to it but didn't have a clue. And I sat there with the computer and the radio and taught myself. Wow. I just sat there for hours on end. And I was like, you know, I had a friend who would write down the finger positioning on the fretboard um, for my guitar. And I would sit there with my, you know, your pointer finger is number one, your middle finger is number two and your ring finger is number three. And I would learn to play the D chord <laughs> or the G chord <laughs> or the E chord. And that's how I started. And I would sit there and play in time with the radio if there was a song on that I thought I knew. Mm -hmm. And I taught myself. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So then obviously learning to play an instrument, mm -hmm. then songwriting because that's kind of it's it's the next it's the next level. Yeah. So then how how was that transition? Do you know what? I I still to this day don't um it's probably having faith in yourself, you know. Um and I guess little little achievements along the way give you a little bit more faith that you and a little bit more um confidence in yourself that you're getting better or that you're a good songwriter you know um but I still don't rate some of my own songwriting and other people do and I don't um I think that's you know probably just every musician we go oh that's a song no one will ever hear <laughs> I've certainly got some of them but I just started writing words on a piece of paper hoping that they went together okay to be honest I'm wow. I am poetry never came naturally to me um English wasn't my forte. Math, yes. English, no. <laughs> so I just started and I would kind of, I never sang them in front of my parents because I was like, oh, they know what to expect of me. Imagine if this was embarrassing. And I would sing them on stage and mum goes, I didn't know you wrote that song. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, slowly but surely you get some confidence and uh, I still write songs that people haven't heard because I just go... No, nah, it's a bit too emotional or it's a bit too raw for me. I'll probably put them out one day, but... Otherwise, I just write, you know, I start to started to write a bunch of songs and I've got my, you know, like my big handful of songs that I've got there. I say a handful, it's probably a box full uh, <laughs> of emotional little ditties that I don't play to people. And then there's every now and then I write a song and I go, I like that. I kind of like that. And I share it with people and they go, yeah, that's cool. Or my band. And then that's when we go, let's record this. This is one of those ones that yeah. you need to record. Yeah, so obviously the the latest single "Do It Right" is one of those songs that yep. was uh, was it was picked and it was like this one this one will see the light of day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> I go, I go. Okay, this one I will allow. That one, no. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so obviously just uh, going back to the fact that you're on tour at the moment, mm -hmm. you're you're promoting the new single. Um, what else? I mean, there's not much left of 2020, no. and I think everyone's trying to finish this year off on a a better note than than what it's been sort of tracking on. Yeah. Um, what's what's the rest of this year and then moving into 2021 looking like for Jade Holland? We have a couple more shows. I say a couple. There's like ten. That's more than a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got ten more shows. I'm pretty certain. Um, just across Queensland. Unfortunately, we haven't headed into, uh, gone back into New South Wales yet. And I know that uh, beginning of 2021, once that is actually happening. 
we will start and head down there and visit everyone and hopefully bring some cheer down to them too and yeah. people will start travelling a bit more. Um, otherwise, I've got um, I'm excited to be doing Carols by Candlelight in Air this year. Oh, wow. Back up no- towards my hometown, so that's going to be cool. And I believe that uh, Mr James Blundell is on that too. Oh, <laughs> look out. Yeah, yeah, so I'm very, very <laughs> excited. And then just Christmas and New Year's with the family. Yeah, okay. It's going to be nice to... Relax after, you know, having a hectic couple of months back on tour. Um, And then 2021, I'm back into full steam with songwriting and picking what songs I allow the public to hear. (laughs) Yeah, wow. Okay. (laughs) It's kind of going to be like, okay, what's too much and what's not enough? (laughs) I would imagine it's been hard and tough kind of planning anything in the entertainment industry with yeah. how everything's been. Everything's normally a couple of months in, in advance and then this year, you know, we've been just sitting there waiting for the updates and then, you know, they announced, okay, you can play live again and my manager's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm back on it. <laughs> We're back in motion. So, um, but very lucky though that I think everyone went into that little panic mode. So venues were like, we can have live music, bam, let's go, you know. So it's, I think we've all just been hanging on, you know, by the seat of our pants type thing. If that is that the saying? <laughs> yes, yes, I think so. Well, it feels like that would yeah. be, yeah, it would be accurate for this year anyway. Yeah, yeah, and then once, once the, you know, the go-ahead was given, we all went, right, let's go, you know. So venues, managers, musicians, we've all just been waiting and ready and then we just had to do it, get yeah. it done. If people would like to uh, stay up to date with you, on all the socials, all website. All the socials, my website, jadeholland.com. Come and say hi wherever, if you see me somewhere or just shoot me a message and, yeah, yeah I'm all there. Thanks for joining us on the Creative Series. I hope you enjoyed our chat with the incredible Jade Holland. If you'd like to stay up to date with the creative series and future episodes of this podcast, you can track us down on Anchor, Spotify and other platforms where you access your podcast content. Again, don't forget to track down Jade on all her socials. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram, plus definitely visit her website jadeholland.com. And also take a listen to Jade's latest single out now, Do It Right.